Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the teachings of Pastor Michael Lance from Living Truth Christian Fellowship in Corona, California. It's our goal to reach out with God's truth to all people. Remember, you can learn more about Pastor Michael, the church, how to donate, how to contact us, and the podcast available on your favorite podcast app when you visit walkintruth.com. Now, here's Pastor Michael Lance and the conclusion of his message in Revelation chapter 19, verses 1 through 10, called the Marriage Supper of the Lamb. You know the way you keep from fearing Babylon? Babylon's carrots, Babylon's threats, is fear God and keep his commandments. You know, the book of Ecclesiastes ends this way. When, it, when you come to the conclusion of everything that the writer, the preacher, shared in the book of Ecclesiastes, one of those interesting books of the Bible, he said, fear God and keep his commandments. This is the duty of every person. For God will bring every act under judgment, whether good or evil. If you fear God, then you won't fear things that you don't need to fear. If you fear God, you won't have to fear Babylon. Because what's the worst that it can do? God secured your eternal hope, right? But so many people, they walk around in fear of Babylon and its system and what's going to happen to me if I really am strong as a Christian. And they let that fear keep them from walking out God's plan for their life. Is that you tonight? Have you let fear keep you in this, this little box Do you think that that's where God wants you? He doesn't. He wants you to walk in faith. And so, fear him, small and great, whoever you are. Fear the Lord, and you won't fear the wrong things in your life. You won't fear people's opinions. Are you a people pleaser? Do you live and die with what people think of you? I got news for you. The moment you end up pleasing the one group that you think you haven't been pleasing, another group will be unhappy with you. It's just the way life works. And I heard, verse 6, as it were, the voice of a great multitude, and as the sound of many waters, and as the sound of mighty peals of thunder. You thought heaven was kind of loud to begin with, but check this out. Now there's a great multitude. It's a lot like verse 1, but now... Their singing and praising is like the sound of Niagara Falls or even more, the sound of mighty peals of thunder. Do you guys remember, it wasn't that long ago that we had kind of a pretty loud thunderstorm? Does thunder freak anybody out? Thunder is a weird thing, isn't it? And, uh, you know, I think when some of us were growing up, our parents used to say that the angels are bowling in heaven. Anybody hear that line? That's, what's, what's the thunder? What's going on? The angels are up there. Bowling in heaven. Well, that's, (laughs) that doesn't even sound good. I was going to say that sounds good, but it doesn't even really sound good. But you know what thunder may be? The angels praising in heaven. Now, I know there's a natural explanation, but you guys all get what I'm saying. They are saying hallelujah, fourth hallelujah in the first six verses. They say, praise Yahweh. For the Lord our God, the Almighty, he's the Pantocrator. In Hebrew, this is El Shaddai. In Greek, it's the Pantocrator. He is the 
creator and controller of the universe. Our God is God Almighty, El Shaddai. He is in control. He is the Almighty. Look at Revelation 1, verse 7. We'll start the book all over again. You guys ready? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Behold, he is coming, 1-7. With the clouds, every eye will see him. Even those who pierced him, all the tribes of the earth will mourn over him. Even so, amen. I am the Alpha, 1-8. The Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come. What is he called? He is the Almighty. From beginning to end, the Alpha and Omega, the Aleph Tav in Hebrew, the Alpha and Omega in Greek, back to Revelation 19. He's the Lord, the Almighty. Wail, for the day of the Lord is near. It will come as destruction from the Almighty. He is the controller. He is the creator of all life. And so here's what they say. We're only going to go up to verse 10 tonight, but look at verse 7 of Revelation 19. It says, let us rejoice and be glad and give the glory to him for the marriage of the lamb has come and his bride has made herself ready. Now, from the praise, hallelujah, choruses in heaven to a shift in the picture to rejoicing and being glad and giving God glory for a marriage, a marriage and a bride who has made herself ready. I'll talk about Shane and Natalie just for a second since you guys just got married in July. A wedding day is a, is a, it's a really fun day um, because there's so much excitement and so much buildup. But one of the highlights of the day is the bride getting ready. And it's a, quite a long process, isn't it, Natalie, for the bride? You know, you, you girls, you're just that way. It just, it just takes longer. I'm going to stop right there. <laughs> Why did I even go there? I don't even know. But anyway, but once the bride is ready, she's, she's done her hair, makeup, dress. It is such a beautiful, exciting thing. I've gotten, I've had the privilege of doing many, many weddings. And when the bride is getting ready to walk down the aisle, I do like to look at the groom because the groom, there's a multitude of reactions and bodily things going on. Beads of sweat, tears, jitters, smiles. <laughs> oh, wow. Woo. It's really an interesting thing. When we did the rehearsal, I was joking because I was, I thought, you know, I got it together. I've done many of these, but now it's, you know, my own boy. So we did the rehearsal and... <laughs> Dad and Natalie came to the front, Justo, and I said, I called them Dadalie <laughs> as a combination name. That's how frazzled I was. But anyway, Natalie, when you walk down the aisle, you are beautiful, but when you walk down the aisle that day, we we're all in awe. And I know you all could make your connections here to the bride being ready. Maybe you can think of a day when that was the case for you. Oh, happy day, right? And an exhilarating moment, the bride has made herself ready. Who's the bride? The church is the bride of Christ. How do you make yourself ready 
to meet the Lord. There's one way. You know him. Get to know him better and better. Listen to this. The reference to the marriage of the lamb, this is from James Hamilton. In Revelation 19.7, points to the consummation of the new covenant that was inaugurated when Jesus died, rose, and poured out the Spirit. We can scarcely imagine the glory of that wedding day. Never has there been a more worthy bridegroom. Never has a man sacrificed more for his beloved. Never has a man gone to greater lengths, humbled himself more, endured more, or accomplished more in the great task of winning his bride. Never has a father more wealthy planned a bigger feast. Never has a more noble son honored his father in everything. Never has a man treated his bride-to-be more appropriately. Never has a more powerful pledge like an engagement ring been given than the pledge of the Holy Spirit given to this bride. Never has a more glorious residence been prepared as a dwelling place once the bridegroom finally takes his bride. Great will be the rejoicing and great will be the exaltation. There will be no limit to the glory given to the Father through the Son on that great day. Never has a bridegroom done more to qualify his beloved to be his bride. Never has a bride needed her bridegroom more. Never has there been a wedding more significant than this one. Never has a prince with more authority taken a bride with less standing. Never has a bride had her prince die for her, rise from the dead for her, and give to her his own standing before his father. Never has a bridegroom loved his bride more. Never has a bride waited as long for her bridegroom. Never has a bride sung more songs to her beloved. Never has there been a wedding with more guests than this one will have. Never has a wedding taken place on a more momentous occasion. The end of the overlapping ages and the ushering in of the kingdom of God. Never has there been a marriage like this one. Never. And you have an invitation. And in the, the gospel records, Jesus tells some wedding parables. Matthew 22, he tells a story about how there was a wedding feast prepared by a father for his son, and the guests were invited, but the guests began to make excuses. And they said, oh, I can't come because of this. I can't come. And they didn't RSVP. And so the father said, okay, those guests weren't worthy. Go out onto the highways and the byways, he said to his servants, and invite people in that the wedding feast and the wedding hall may be full. And so there was a man who walked in there and he didn't have a wedding garment on. And in the ancient world, wedding garments were given to you as a guest. And he said, how did you, friend, how did you get in here without a wedding garment? And the man was speechless. And the end of the story says there are many invited, but few that are chosen. You see, the gospel goes out on the highways and byways and people are told, come to Jesus, come in, come into the family, come into the wedding. And people have their excuses. Oh, I got to do this. I got to do that. I have friends to see, places to go, business to do. And then they end up dying. And then one day they're at the door saying, Matthew 25, the 10 virgins, five are wise, five are foolish. Let us in, let us in. And the Lord says, I'm sorry, I never knew you. You see, this wedding imagery, this story from Genesis to Revelation, 
It really starts with a wedding and ends with a wedding. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Hey, Shane Lance here, and I wanted to take a quick moment and encourage you to subscribe to our devotional called A Step Closer. This is a quick read from Scripture with a little bit of commentary, and it's a great way to keep you growing in your walk with the Lord. In our crazy society right now, with all the things we jam-pack into our schedule, I'll be the first to admit that sometimes it's hard to find time to study God's Word. But it is so important as we grow in our relationship with the Lord to study His Word. It's such a vital aspect to our walk. You can text Step Closer as one word to 33222. Again, that's Step Closer as one word to 33222. We really believe here at Walk in Truth that this can be a great instrument in helping you grow in your relationship with the Lord. So once again, we'd encourage you to subscribe to our devotional called A Step Closer, and you can text Step Closer as one word to 33222. Make sure you subscribe to the Walk in Truth podcast, available on your favorite podcast app. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walk in Truth. Never has a bride had her prince die for her, rise from the dead for her, and give to her his own standing before his father. Never has a bridegroom loved his bride more. Never has a bride waited as long for her bridegroom. Never has a bride sung more songs to her beloved. Never has there been a wedding with more guests than this one will have. Never has a wedding taken place on a more momentous occasion, the end of the overlapping ages and the ushering in of the kingdom of God. Never has there been a marriage like this one. Never. And you have an invitation. And in the the gospel records, Jesus tells some wedding parables. Matthew 22, he tells a story about how there was a wedding feast prepared by a father for his son and the guests were invited, but the guests began to make excuses. And they said, I can't come because of this. I can't come. And they didn't RSVP. And so the father said, okay, those guests weren't worthy. Go out onto the highways and the byways, he said to his servants, and invite people in that the wedding feast and the wedding hall may be full. And so there was a man who walked in there and he didn't have a wedding garment on. And in the ancient world, wedding garments were given to you as a guest. And he said, how did you, friend, how did you get in here without a wedding garment? And the man was speechless. And the end of the story says, there are many invited, but few that are chosen. You see, the gospel goes out on the highways and byways and people are told, come to Jesus, come in. Come into the family. Come into the wedding. And people have their excuses. Oh, I got to do this. I got to do that. I have friends to see, places to go, business to do. And then they end up dying. And then one day they're at the door saying, Matthew 25, the 10 virgins, five are wise, five are foolish. Let us in. Let us in. And the Lord says, I'm sorry. I never knew you. You see, This wedding imagery, this story from Genesis to Revelation, it really starts with a wedding and ends with a wedding. It starts with a wedding between Adam and Eve and ends with a wedding between the last Adam and his bride. And the last Adam undoes what the first Adam did. The first Adam fell into transgression. The last Adam fixes it all. The dowry that he paid for you is his own blood. 
And it was given to her, the divine passive in verse 8, to clothe herself in fine linen. It was given to her, bright and clean. For the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints. We always have to remember that we're righteous because of the work of Christ, but the righteous things we do, you could put it this way, make the linen shine a little brighter. They show that we belong to Jesus because of the good works we do. They testify to a salvation by grace. Isaiah 61.10 says, He has clothed me with garments of salvation. He has wrapped me with a robe of righteousness as a bridegroom decks himself with a garland and as a bride adorns herself with jewels. Isaiah 61.10. We walk by faith, not by sight. We are of good courage, I say, and prefer rather to be absent from the body and to be at home with the Lord. But we make it our ambition, whether at home or absent, to be what? To be pleasing to him. Have you decided which kingdom and king you will serve? Babylon or the Lord Jesus Christ? Have you decided which kingdom and which system you're going to be committed to? Will you do religion and will you do your marriage God's way? Will you let two of the most powerful areas of life, knowing God through your your religious worship and your marriage be about sanctity and holiness and let that be the beauty of holiness within its proper context? Will you let God define those areas for you? Well, he said to me, right, Blessed are those who are invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb, verse 9. And some of you, you know, sometimes we read our Bibles and we go, wow, this, this is amazing. This sounds almost too good to be true. And whenever you start thinking about that, the Bible usually has something like this. And he said to me, these are what? True words of God. And I think he sensed how overwhelmed John was because look at the next verse. And I fell at his feet to worship him, to worship the angel. And he said to me, do not do that. I love that. The angel said, don't do that. I am what? What's an angel? I am a fellow servant of yours. Where I'm a ministering spirit, Hebrews 1.14, of yours and your brethren who hold the testimony of Jesus. I'm, I'm pointing you away from me to Jesus because Jesus is God and Jesus does receive worship. In a minute, I'll highlight just in rapid fire. Worship God for the testimony of Jesus is what? It is the spirit of prophecy. Who is the one who is of God? Don't believe every spirit. Test the spirits to see whether they're from God. Many false prophets have gone into the world. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus has come in the flesh is from God. See, Jesus Christ, the spirit of prophecy is Jesus. The whole Bible points to Jesus. If someone is going to tell you they know God without Jesus, 1 John 2.20 uh, three or two twenty two, yeah, two twenty three says, "Whoever denies the Son does not have the Father." First John two twenty three. If you don't have the Son, you don't have the Father. They are a package deal, and you don't have the Spirit either. You can you can mark medical forms all you want, but the way you come to know God is through the Son. A great reunion day is coming in heaven. And it's the marriage supper of the Lamb. And I don't think it's going to be a boring reception. Do you know how sometimes little, some receptions can get a little boring, right? 
You're not sure if the celebration is appropriate. Look, this is going to be like an Italian wedding. This is going to be, have you ever been to an Italian wedding? Oh, there's, there's some cool stuff that goes on there. There's a lot of dancing. People are kicking their feet up in the air. A wedding day is coming. But it's more than that. It's a reunion day. Can you believe, how much time are you going to need to just talk to some of your favorite Bible characters on that day? Hey, David, can I just have a minute or two? Moses, what's up? Man, that's a cool beard. <laughs> I wasn't sure if you'd have it in heaven. I saw Charlton Heston with it in the movie. and I, uh... Hey, Job, can I, what did your, do bo- you have any pictures? Did you put anything on Instagram with your boils? <laughs> Sorry. Just imagine. But you know the, the center attraction of it all? Do you know when, you have a wedding and there's, there's family and friends there and it's, and it's all cool and you like to talk to a lot of people, but when the bride and groom come in, oh, that's the time, right? And now introducing the bridegroom, his name is the Lord Jesus Christ and his bride, oh, oh wait a minute, that's you. See, heaven's going to be celebrating the bridegroom and the bride and the spirit and the bride say, come, Amen. I have to share one more. You guys okay? Isaiah 25. Isaiah 25, 6 says, The Lord of hosts will prepare a lavish banquet for all peoples on this mountain. A banquet of aged wine, choice pieces with marrow, and refined aged wine. And on this mountain, Isaiah 25, 7, He will swallow up the covering which is over all peoples, even the veil which is stretched over all nations. He will swallow up death for all time. And the Lord God will wipe tears away from all faces. And he will remove the reproach of his people from all the earth. The Lord has spoken. And it will be said in that day, Behold, this is our God for whom we have waited, that he might save us. This is the Lord for whom we have waited. Let us rejoice and be glad in his salvation. You've been listening to Pastor Michael Lance on Walk in Truth. This concludes his message in Revelation chapter 19, verses 1 through 10, called The Marriage Supper of the Lamb. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Remember that in addition to broadcasting on this great station, Walk in Truth is now available on your favorite podcast app. Walk in Truth is also available on apps like iPodcast, Google Play, Stitcher, and Spotify. Please subscribe and follow Walk in Truth on your favorite podcast app and share an episode with a friend. Now, here's Pastor Michael. Well, it is amazing to think about that it's been 18 years since 9-11 occurred. And, uh, you know, as we reflect on the events of 9-11, it was a real uh, tragic day and tragic aftermath. And we, you know, on a positive note, we did see our country come together. And I will tell you this, as a pastor, um, when that went down, I saw church attendance spike. I saw prayer meetings uh, with more people than I ever see at prayer meetings. But I have to tell you on a negative note, it didn't take long until people went back to their quote-unquote normal life. And what I mean by that is that the priority and urgency for prayer and calling upon God quickly waned. It just seems to be how we are. 
We don't tend to prioritize God in our country and even often in our personal lives until tragedy strikes. And would to God that that would not be the case. That was the case in ancient Israel. You know, calamity would come and then they'd finally call out to God. And we don't want that to be the case for us. So I want to encourage you, if you've been away, if you've been kind of wandering, if you have been playing church, this would be a great time to make a recommitment to God. Reflecting on 9-11, reflecting on you know, all the blessings we have in the USA, with all the, the struggles, there are so many blessings. But my prayer is that there would be a revival in this country, and it would start with you and me. Something to reflect on on this 9-11 as we think about our faith and our country. God bless you. Well, friend, I'd like to invite you to our next 633 event. We do these multiple times during the year. And the next one is September 29th. It's a free event. And we're going to be dealing with the topic of depression, anxiety, mental illness, stress, depression, all of those things with a very special guest, J.P. Moreland. It's called Finding Quiet. It is September 29th, a free 633 event. We'd love for you to come on out. There's going to be a time for Q&A. You'll get to hear JP. There's a time of worship. And you can ask a question as well. And we would love for you to be part of this. Now know that space is limited. So we would like you to register for the event today at walkintruth.com. That's walkintruth.com. Bring your family out. Come on out. We'll see you here on the 29th. Be sure to come back tomorrow to listen to Pastor Michael's study in Revelation chapter 19 verses 11 through 20 about the return of the King. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. It's our goal to reach out with God's truth to all people.